Welcome to the Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of the Determined Mom Show. I'm your host, Amanda Tento, and I have with me the lovely Jackie Sunga, and she is a certified master marketer and conversion copywriter. Today, we're going to talk about how to clarify your brand voice to delegate without fear. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you so much for having me, Amanda. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about delegating and clarifying your brand voice. But first, I want to know about you and how you got started and how in the world do you end up with conversion copywriting as your area of expertise? Yeah. Before starting my online business, I was a music teacher and I actually started, got my start in online business with social media since a music colleague, president of a nonprofit was following me on Instagram. And she was like, you're pretty good at Instagram. Can you manage ours? And that was like five, six years ago. And I was like really hungry at the time to gain skills in digital marketing. And my older sister, an entrepreneur and copywriter before me, she was like, did you know that email marketing is so much more effective than social media marketing? And that really motivated me to study copywriting on my own for a few years before I really went full-time working for myself. And then fast forward to 2020, my husband graduated from medical school. And I said, you know what, this is the year I'm not going to go back to teaching. I'm going to work full-time from home. This is going to be way less stressful since my husband was a first year resident. And so all that same time, I was also exploring a path to uh, be a therapist part-time in grad school. So I was doing two things at once. I was exploring online business, providing services, as well as like connecting with therapists to learn more about the profession online. And then it just so happens that one of my reels that someone found talking about launching a course in email marketing, she had found it. And she was like, it was a therapist who found it. And she was like, you look like the person who could help me. Can you help me with my emails for my course. And at that time I'd already done things like I had created a lead funnel. I created like a lead magnet for myself. I grew my own email list and I was like, yeah, I've taken a copywriting course before. And I'm also a grad student in your niche. And she really loved that there was that alignment between my, what I was already studying part-time and the experience that I was already, that I had already educated myself on. And that first project of a course launch, I wrote everything. I wrote the sales emails, the sales page, the social media captions, the landing pages, literally everything. And I really surprised myself. She had a return on investment of seven times over. And I was like, yes, like this is so great. And I love working with this person and I love helping the expert really basically bridge the gap between their expertise and their audience with their customer, with customer first messaging. And so it was really fulfilling to me. And it was confirmation for me to pause grad school and really pursue online business full-time with copywriting. So there you go. That's awesome. That's a great success story too, right out of the gate. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was serendipitous, honestly, with my, my wanting to explore clinical mental health counseling as a graduate degree, and then like finding like the right person to write for. Yeah. That's awesome. I love when those things come together, like two passions. I think we're all multi-passionate in some way. And when you can combine your skills and your passion and make them come together, I think that's awesome. Have you worked with a lot of mental health counselors since then? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of mental health counselors who they've built up their private practice already, and then they've built up a social media presence, and then they want to launch or grow their educational platform. So I've got a lot of pages and emails 
emails that I've written for a lot of therapists, but I don't niche. I'm not super niche down into only working with them. I really love having a variety of different clients that I like to work with. They just have to be impact driven and mission driven. Mm-hmm. It's really just about the money yes. um, it's really driven by something deeper. And yeah. Yeah. I love it. Awesome. So let's talk about it then. How do you clarify your brand voice and then be able to delegate without fear? Like it's hard to give anything up in your business to someone else, right? Let alone your brand voice. Like what the heck? That's like the biggest part of it. That's you, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let me start off with a story of mine because I know that I completely relate. I deeply relate to the fear of delegating. And one of the reasons why this is so important to me is because when I had first started, that client had sent me a ton of referrals. And so it became the need for me to hire an assistant to help me with a few things so that I wasn't necessarily doing everything my own. And one, uh, one incident was where that assistant had written something via email to a client. And that client was unfortunately, it was very off brand. And that client had gotten really triggered by what was said. And I felt so like embarrassed that that was said in that way. And I knew that that was really the turning point for me. I was like, okay, I can't, we can't come back from this. And this is ultimately my responsibility to a, like train people, whoever it is, whether it's a client facing assistant, whether it's a social media manager or someone in operations and they're not client facing. It was so important for me to be able to say and create onboarding materials that just had unmistakable clarity and just no, no room to be able to say with subjectivity of, oh yeah, like that's not how, that's not how we're going to say things in this way or, but in a way that's very organized and that's clear to whoever is being onboarded. And so it was really a lesson in like my own leadership to be able to a realize what are the gaps in my team onboarding processes. And then everything is in my brain right, about how I write and my preferences that doesn't really serve my business really well. And so I then had to like, because that was such a humbling experience for me and I never wanted any client to feel that way, whether that was something that I had accidentally said or something that a team member had said, like I'm ultimately responsible and I have to be the one to take greater responsibility for anyone, whether what, with whatever communication is going out. And so that became the impetus for me to really hone in and create a guide essentially to make onboarding processes for my team to be very clear again, whether they're client facing or they're in marketing, because then you can, you don't necessarily have to start with delegating all of your words, but it is very helpful when you're not the only one responding to all of the emails, or if you're not the one writing literally every single like blog or social media caption, or if you're like, even if someone is just repurposing something for you, you it's okay to have your specific preferences. In fact, it's a really good thing to have a very specific way that you want to do things because when you're decided upon, this is how I want this to be. And you're decided upon that, then that makes it very clear for someone to understand the direction as opposed to being like on this day, I feel like this. And on this day, I feel like this being actually being specific and what you want is actually a really good thing. And for me, when I really had to start first with clarifying, like what even is the brand about (laughs) and who do we want to serve and what are the transformation? What is the transformation that we go through? And I could go on about this, but one of the first things, if you are, if you're not yet at the point where you are thinking about delegating 
we first have to start with almost a soul searching process of what is our message, first of all, and then how do we say that message with a specific voice? And so I like to break down brand messaging and brand voice in two distinct ways. And as a musician, I like to actually use musical concepts to illustrate marketing concepts. So if you think about the message or the song, happy birthday, right? You can sing or play happy birthday in so many different ways, but the melody never changes. You can play it fast. You can play it slow. You can add instruments to it. You can sing it as a soprano. You can sing it as a bass. And so in that, when you think about that and how how your brand message is what you say, happy birthday, and how your brand voice is how you say it. You can say it with so much, like there's so much color to play with and tonal qualities. And so when it comes to figuring out first, what is your overall brand messaging? And then what is the brand voice? We can dial into that in terms of specifics of like, how you are different. And that's where there's so much opportunity to be, to really show off your personality and your opinions and your experience, especially when it comes to your industry and your niche. And like, maybe there are hot topics in your industry and you're like, yeah, this specific hot topic does not actually serve my client as well as everybody says that it should, but here's my take on this. And here's my experience to back it up as to why this is the way that I do things or the, this is why I have formulated my opinion on this topic in this way. So that's why it really has to begin or you have, we really have to think about it as like a soul searching process because if you are consuming all of these content pieces and if you notice that something doesn't really align with your values, it's deeply important to have that strong foundation to know even what are your business values? What are your core values? And what is that lens that you see your business through and your customers through? And that really shapes everything. That was a really high level overview, but as you can see, I could talk forever. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. And that's a great example. I think as business owners, we focus when we are thinking of hiring, at least I know myself, I think of procedure. I think of brand colors. I think of fonts. I think of just things like, okay, this is how you do things, but not necessarily what you say. Like it's never, ever really crossed my mind to create some sort of SOP for your voice. Your yeah. Words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's literally <laughs> never happened in my mind, <laughs> but it's so important. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if it would have been this important to me if it hadn't gotten to a point where I was like, literally so humbled by an experience as a client. And that happens to a lot of us. And mm -hmm. you never want that sort of thing to happen to you. But that's again, until that experience of just no, someone said something that was very off brand. It's we often think that it's okay, it should be easy for someone to mm -hmm. pick up. But the truth is, you are the only one who has like your experiences. And it's all really living in your mind until you get what's out of your mind and you put it on paper for someone else to perceive and see things from their own perspective. And then you realize, okay, we can actually get very specific and we can actually get very even measurable and non-emotional about what the words are and how we say it with, again, a specific tone or a specific, excuse me, written style and punctuation and emojis and the context of which you, when you use certain emojis, again, I could go on and on, but that, yeah 
really comes it when, if you are thinking about delegating that there's always that shift of when, or how can I, instead of living inside the bottle, how can I like get myself out of my own bottle and read things, read the bottle from outside the bottle from right. the perspective of the person that I'm hiring. Yeah. Hopefully nobody ever has to go through the experience that I And that's why we're making this episode. So that way yeah. people can learn from Jackie's mistakes, my mistakes, <laughs> everybody's mistakes, because it happens and you're bringing this to light. And it's not something that I've ever even thought of, but it's so important. And so hopefully we're preventing some of those awkward moments and humbling moments from happening for everybody that's listening as well. Yeah, for sure. And client experience is so important to me. And like I've had, it's not even just paying clients, but it can even be, you take that time to really document the specifics about your message and your voice. It's, we realize that it, there has to be that consistency in communication within the internal team and then the outside marketing and then like with customers too. So like hitting all of those departments of the business. And when you, you can see where there might be the gap and in inconsistency and even ask your team members, like, where might there be, where might there be this inconsistency? It, it, it creates the opportunity for you to just tighten things up and really just make stronger decisions about the brand as well. Because one of my clients, for example, like she really, want, we were going through a brand voice exercise and she said that she wanted her voice to come off as calm and compassionate, but she was noticing that her audience on social media was saying that she was coming across kind of combative and aggressive. And that's like that sort of very harsh difference between yeah. what you think that you're saying and how people are actually perceiving it. That's important feedback to get, whether that's again, from your audience on social media, who've never bought anything, who's never bought anything from you before or paying clients in my case, and then even your internal team, because it's always really hard to hear stories of seven, eight, nine figure companies who like the marketing sounds great. And then like internally employees are like, dead, tired or exhausted yeah. or whatever. So anyway, so, so much room or like space to explore how that can affect you wherever, whatever stage in business you're at. Yeah. So do you have any type of resource that we can use to get started? There's so many, when I think about written communication with clients in my business alone, there's so many things. There's emails, there's like even obviously email sequences and chat communications. And there's just... It's overwhelming to me to think about having to like put that into my brand voice for someone else to digest and understand. How do you do that? Yeah, good question. So one of the, I do have a free resource, which I can talk about later on, but for anyone who wants to just think about what is a good structure to even think about when you are building basically the SOP for your words, a good structure to start to think about is like, okay. First of all, think about your overall high level at a 30,000 foot view, the brand mission, what's the vision, what's the, what are the core values? And when you start with that, like that can really help you even like with the job descriptions that you write. And if it's, if you want to avoid hiring the wrong person, that's one of the first things that they need to know to be like, yeah, I don't actually have the same values or like, 
Those are all of the values that I align with too. And then that's an easier way to attract the perfect person. And when I kid you not, like when I created this for myself, like that was also like a strong reason why, like I now have an assistant that is, I ne- I tell her all the time. I'm like, I never want you to leave me because you're just so great. <laughs> and so anyway, so at a high level, right. Your mission statement, your vision, your core values. And then what a lot of people, especially emerging online business owners, what I highly recommend you spend a lot of time on, and it's okay if it takes you like a year to work on this, to really ask yourself, what is our brand unique value proposition? Like, how are we so different from other competitors that are like, even though we have similar services, they cannot do what we do. What are the things that only we can do that our competitors cannot say that they can do only we can deliver this service or transformation in this way. So then that's super, super important. Then you can follow it up with things like an elevator pitch, or what would you say to your Uber driver? If they ask you as an online business owner, what do you do? So take a funnel strategist, for example, they're like, oh, I build funnels. Uber driver is probably not going to be able to understand what that is. And then you go through this like long conversation of like, this is a customer journey and you're going to lose them on that. So yeah. really succinct like way of describing the transformation that you provide really easy for people to understand. And then your brand stories. So for example, again, like I was saying at the beginning of this interview, a customer win, how I got started, how do you do things differently? There's so many other stories that I explain when I work with clients, but those easy to remember stories about you how you got started, a client win, and how you um, developed something that you developed. And then any like bios, for example, if you're doing podcast marketing, if you're on all of the social media platforms, how does your bio look a little different on each of those bios? And then this is where we can get into your ideal client and really getting clear on, okay, based on the market research that I've done, here's how for this offer that I have, let's say you have a self-study course and then you have a high ticket group program, right? How is the ideal client different based on what they said that their struggles were, their desired transformations, any failed attempts that they, like the things that they've already tried before that were not working for them. And then the same thing as your own product suite has evolved and whatever other offers that you have in your offer suite. And then after you have all of these really clear high level brand, brand messaging guidelines in place, then that's where you can even get specific with things like tone. And here are the things that I say on a regular basis that only I say, or here are the ways that we, here are the ways that we greet our customers and we like sign off on our emails. Here are phrases to avoid, never say these things. And then that's where you can go super deep in terms of like style and even comparing like your written style to somebody else's. That's actually something that I, that, that I had done with a social media manager I tried to hire when I paid, I created this test project. I paid her for the test project and I asked her basically to write a social media caption for me. And I just noticed there's a lot of things that was off. And here I was really objective about basically like an English teacher, just like objectively, here's what I noticed. And here's how I would write this differently. And here's why. 
and it can get really emotional, but we doesn't, we didn't, we don't have to be emotional about that. We can get really objective when we know what to talk about. Again, what to say, your tones, your punctuation, and how long and short your sentences are. And that's pretty much it. That's a, I know there's a long list, but <laughs> um, that sounds a little complicated, but I like how you broke it down because when you just make that long list, it's like, okay, where do I start? But I like how you broke it down. Okay. You got to figure out like your brand overall messaging, your company values, your that kind of stuff, and then work down. I like that. There's lots of, and there's no, there's no one like right or wrong way to do to start. I think what matters the most is figure out what based on the things that I mentioned, what are the things that you all, you already have, right? If you've already written your bios on social media, right? No problem. Put it all in one place. If you've already started, started to think about your core values in like a business program that you've been through, put that in one place. And then, then you can go in and start to, let's say, analyze your own content and be like, My audience really loved this piece and it felt like me when I wrote it. I'm just going to put this all in one place. As far as the level of detail that you want to customize it to, that's going to be your own to create when you hire specific roles in your business. Every business obviously is very different in terms of, in terms of the roles that we hire. So that's where you can create it based on what, you know, that person is going to need to do their job really well, as opposed to being like, Okay, I wrote all these blogs, go read them and then figure out what I want to say next. Figure it out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But just taking that step of just, can I have, even if it's messy, mine is really messy right now. My brand messaging guide and my voice guide is super messy. So to like release, first of all, like the idea that it even has to be like a certain length or it has to have everything in it. Yeah. The fact that like you are even, if you are even wanting to be like, I am going to create this SOP for my business. And if it is, it, if it's functional, it has, that's the point of having it. Like it's meant to be consumed by someone else. That's not you. And you are supposed to also use it for yourself on a regular basis and come back to it to remind you if I'm having a bad day and I don't necessarily want my content to reflect that I'm having a bad day, like uncontrolled things happen all the time. And if you think about big brands like Disney, for example, that comes with a certain feeling. If the CEO of Disney has a bad day or someone dies in their family, that's super morbid, but that doesn't mean the content is going to change. So that's, it's supposed to serve as a way for you. It's a roadmap. It's a roadmap to keep you consistent and intentional with what you want to say and how you want your customers to ultimately feel no matter how you may be feeling on a certain day. Cause yeah, it's always rough when you want to say something a certain way and someone intends it or like perceives it in a very different way, but it's okay. Again, like we've all made, we've, we're all, we're all going through this experience of discovering and testing how did that land? Like what feedback am I getting from someone? So it's all an experiment. Yeah. I like that you gave us permission to just let it be messy, but at least start working on it. That's the main thing. Admit that you have a problem. That's the first step. And we've already admitted that. I know for (laughs) sure I do. And then just go from there and start working on it and start developing all of those things that we've talked about. So I love it. Self-compassion is honestly one of biggest values lately in that 
it's so easy for us to be our own critics and our own, oh, I have to do this better than this person. But at the same time, it's you can be as self-compassionate towards yourself and where you're at and be motivated to continue growing. And that's having worked with a lot of therapists in the past couple of years has, and going through a couple of semesters of that myself is just like deeply business gets to be deeply healing in that way. And that I, if you resonate with being a recovering perfectionist like me, that's the sort of message that I, I, it's so deeply important to see it as both. And you can, you don't have to criticize yourself. You don't have to like use language like I suck or whatever. I don't have that yet. I must like not be good enough, but you can be self-compassionate and and see yourself exactly as you are while still wanting to grow and meet again, meet yourself where you are. So I hope that is super, super comforting for all of your listeners, because it can be easy, right. To fall into guilt, whether you are a mom or not of I'm not doing enough, but truthfully, self-compassion is one of the best gifts that I can give myself as a business owner and that other business owners, I think can give to themselves too. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's why we all have created our own business because we didn't like working for someone else. At least I know I didn't. Um, You have that. This is what I would do. If I own this company, this is what I would do. I would change this. I would change that. But we have that opportunity as business owners to make everything exactly how we want it. Hello. That's why we're here. And using that self-compassion to guide us, I think is a great way to put that. So yeah, 100%. Every day I like to remind myself to forgive myself for the mistakes that I may make that day because yes. I will make them. Yep. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell us about the free guide that you have to help us figure this out. Yeah. So in this brand, vo- this free brand voice resource, I the landing page says, clarify your brand voice in 90 minutes. And it's a totally free resource that you can find it at jackiesunga.co slash brand dash voice. And when you download it for free, you get a Google doc where you, I basically walk you through how to analyze your own content. And then once you do that using free, totally free tools on the internet where you can analyze your own writing style, then what you can do is basically go through the star, I like to call it the star framework to brand voice so that you can, again, start to document what are the things that I say? What are my sayings? What are my regular tones, my everyday tones that I use? What are the ways that I articulate myself with specific punctuation, emojis, et cetera? And then the rhythm of your writing style. Do you like to keep things short and punchy or do you like to have long flowy sentences? And so again, there's, there's, there's so much like beauty and opportunity to get even stronger and clearer in what you and how you want to say something in a way that's different. That's the like most important thing. I think that I want everyone to take away that you are so different than everybody else. And there's something about you and your experience that nobody else has to offer. And if you can lean into that, right, find out what that, what are those things about you that are different than anyone else that's such a beautiful opportunity to show off those creative gifts and experiences again, that nobody else has. So the reason why it's so passionate, I'm so passionate about it is because I think for the longest time, I 
did believe that I had that I was, I remember being in a place where I didn't, I didn't give myself permission to lean in and own that about myself. I've definitely been like on a lifelong healing journey, but I think for me, from an identity perspective, I had to see myself. I had to see that about myself, that I could own what I wanted to say. And that like what I had to offer based on my experiences, it mattered just as much as everybody else's did. When you really start, if you need to start there and then go through your own stuff and then document, yeah, these are the things that, these are the things that make up my brand voice based on the star framework. And like there you'll be able to see, and you'll be able to make more decisions of just actually, I, this is an old version of me. And I don't want to tell that story in that way anymore. Or maybe you're like, yeah, I've really grown from this experience and here's the new story that I want to tell. So there's so much beauty. There's big and beautiful opportunity for people to explore again, who you are and who you were in the past, who you are now, and the way that your business, the way that you want it to be reflected in the future as it relates to how your customers see you too, and your own growth. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, Jackie, so much for being here for sharing your expertise and your experiences with us. Definitely huge for us to learn from everything that you've been through and help us to get better at what we do as well. So we appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. I really loved our conversation and I hope that your listeners feel super empowered to own their own voices. And hopefully it also, yeah, gives you the permission to let go of that fear. If you are wanting to hire someone inside your business. Thank you. Let's face it. Piecing together a marketing plan with the things you hear, watch, or read online while tempting is never a good idea. The truth is people don't search on social media for your services. And even if they do, they will still be going to Google to check your ratings. By not having a cohesive, proven marketing system, you are leaking clients and customers through giant holes in your customer acquisition bucket. But let's talk about what else isn't working. Posting tirelessly on social media, tracking followers as a business metric for success, paying for ineffective marketing, buying glossy ads in coupon magazines, spending time replying to comments, paying others to manage your social media with no actual sales coming in. So what is going to work? Having a proven marketing system in place will plug every hole in your bucket and allow you to begin to fill up with new customers and to also retain and nurture your current ones. Go to tdm-marketing forward slash six-marketing-musts and download our free guide to six marketing musts guaranteed to get you more customers. 